Hey, we're back, and we're talking pigskin. What's going on? How's everybody doing tonight? I'm good, I'm good. Week four is done and over with, and we're on to week five. Uh, we're recording a little late this week. It's Friday, so we've already seen the Thursday nighter. Um, 14-point win by New England last night, but before we get into that, let's uh, let's recap last week, week four action. Kick it off with the first game, which was an absolute score fest. Rams over the Vikings, 38-31. Jared got 465 pass yards, five touchdowns, 158.3 passer rating, career highs, every one of them. Yeah, we got into this game last week a little bit, uh, last week's podcast, where I challenged you to tell me that Cam Newton would win an MVP before Jared Goff does, and then it, it kind of changed your perspective on it. So after a week of digesting it and he wavering on Jared Goff might be for real. So here's an elite performance in every possible way, shape, and form. And my dial's moving towards that category of him winning an MVP again b- before Cam Newton does. Yeah. Um, what I really liked about that game is... Uh, you really saw how the Rams are a well-rounded football team because being banged up at corner didn't mean much when Sam Shields came in and made a considerable difference and played great football. So yeah, Minnesota couldn't hang hang around the whole the whole game. The Rams were just too much. And it late, comes down late to, in the game. It comes down to cornerback depth too because the Vikings, Mackenzie Alexander, out of Clemson, he just hasn't played well. He he doesn't man up in whole coverage. De- that whole defense hasn't looked good. They they haven't been up to par. What I will say from is what they, we expect exactly. Yeah, they're not the team. They're that, not like, top on three. You know what they are. You know what they kind of remind me of is I kind of thought the Rams might fall victim to this because like they clearly went all in this off season and and spent that money for that small window to win now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they like the Vikings kind of remind me of that Eagles team from a couple years ago where they. Remember in the, with Vince the dream Young, team? the Dream Team, oh, yeah, 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 when they oh. when they dubbed themselves the Dream Team, and, and they, they thought were, that defense and they was were incredible. terrible, and Namdi Asimov forgot how to play f- football. Yeah, and it, and it kind of makes like not to jump ahead into this week's matchup, but it, I mean, it's that's a scary match going on the road, and all of a sudden they lose to Philly, and they're one three and one, and the and let's say the Bears win again, and they go to four and one, and the Packers win again, and they get to three one and one. That landscape has changed completely. That's a big, isn't it? huge. I mean that. NFC that, North that, is wide open. That NFC North will look totally different after five weeks than a lot of people probably thought it it would, including the Lions. <laughs> you could say that again. Um, let's let's continue with the recap. We got Cincinnati Bengals thirty seven over the Atlanta Falcons thirty six, an absolute shootout. Yeah, we um, both picked the Falcons last week, and we were wrong. And I'd like to discuss why, because obviously, well, not- they didn't have the ball last. I, I was just going to say because obviously neither team played defense. Uh, did you so, listen back to last week's episode? So, I did hear what we had said about we kind of that game in the in the Cowboys Lions game we kind of pegged it. Yep. Um, in so far as and I told the, you the Red the Rocket man he's but, for real like they're, they're sustaining the the offensive output despite uh, Joe, Mix, Joe, uh, Joe Mixon, Mixon being out. Let's see if they can continue that now that uh, Tyler Eifert's out. Uh, that was gruesome. Absolutely gruesome. Boyd looks good. We still haven't seen Jonathan Ross do anything. Like John Ross do anything meaningful, really. 
But I think that defenses... He, no, no, he, he he's fast enough that he, defenses, Yeah, he, he's the threat's Every taking the top coordinator off. sees him on the football right. field and thinks to himself, uh-oh, man coverage might not be a good idea. Eight men in the box might not happen. Right. Do we think... Who, who plays defense first, the Cincinnati Bengals or the Atlanta Falcons? Probably the Bengals. Oh, yeah, Bengals in a landslide. That's how I've been kind of looking at all, all sort of matchups. After the fact, mm-hmm. I'll go back and, okay, why was I wrong about this? Right. Why was I, sometimes even, why was I right? Well, this happened, this Absolutely. happened, whatever, right? Um, and I went back and looked at that game because I, w- I wanted to take the Bengals, but I didn't because I was influenced by the road loss earlier in the season to, mm-hmm. pardon me, the Panthers. And I just, I probably put too much stock into, okay, they're in the same division, it's another NFC Road game for them, you know what I mean. But they got their offense going. Like they didn't. They scored what twenty one against Carolina. They took advantage of the banged up defense for Atlanta, and they put points up on them. They scored thirty seven points on the road. I'm glad that you said banged up defense for. Yeah, Atlanta they are banged up. Having those three starters out, it, it's there's there's eleven guys and stars at, too. Like they're like Pro Bowl, yeah, elite athletes. Right, they're not nobodies. I, I they're mean, gonna have a hard time Neil playing is, any sort of semblance of a defense for a bit now unless guys next man up comes true and someone but steps how deep up. how deep are i don't you outside, i don't think they are outside of jacksonville and even even in the secondary i wouldn't argue we're completely deep i would argue that tyler Patton and dj hayden are very very good corners but that's that's four guys right and there's also there's also free safeties and strong safeties moving on we got mitchell trubisky throwing six touchdowns scoring 48 points over although the tampa bay defense and 10 points. Um, how do you feel about Chicago, and more importantly, Mitchell Trubisky? Uh, I'll, I got a dead, dead, yeah, dead air. Dead air, the, yeah, dead air, the, best, the best, <laughs> best kind of radio. No, it communicates everything, friend. Um, what do you think? Well, I undersold the impact of a generational talent that he is clearly making everybody better on that deep lane. Like, they didn't even have... Prince last game and everyone else, but I don't even know who the backup corner. I didn't even watch the like. This is bad. I didn't even watch the game because I didn't care. I don't care about a Bucks Bears game. But when I continue to see the score go up in the wrong way, considering I took Tampa like an idiot, it it's uh, I gotta tip the hat to respecting that it's a different Bears team. I, I'm still so hindered to what I've watched the last two years from that team that I just didn't expect Matt Nagy to come in there and just it be a... And it, it don't get me wrong, it's not pretty at all times. They played the Bucks. Their defense did their thing against the Bucks' offense, which they should. And the Bears' offense did more than what I thought they could against a bad Bucks defense. Curious fun fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is now in the Hall of Fame as the only quarterback to with three games... Consecutive right. four hundred yards. Well, that's why I called him Fitz Hatcher a couple podcasts ago. And I, you called him Fitz Average. I did call him. And you know Fitz what average. he is now? He's Fitz Tragic. Oh, my that's goodness. what he is because his ass is back up on the bench. How do you go from that week two presser, wearing Deshaun Jackson's fucking clothes, to now being benched for Jameis Winston a half into him being back off suspension? Here's why I don't have a problem with what Tampa Bay is doing. 
I understand completely that can, you need to give the starting quarterback his job back. Oh, you understand? When Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, don't. Listen, oh, man. Do you know Ryan how hard it is for me to hear that? When, As a Cowboy fan, give the starter his job back? Really? When Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> throws three touchdowns. You let me finish, right? In the first half to a Pittsburgh Steelers defense, that is not very good. No, it's not. So it's not hard to say... You know what, James? Yeah, no. You haven't seen the football field yet. Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing well, but it's now a, he's not playing great. You, you, the there's, way there's you phrase that him. as you're supposed to give the starters is, of course, the, the starters getting the job. That's what you're supposed to do. Just it like, drives me nuts. Just like in politics, Jared, context matters. And the my context guy, my, my guy might very well be in a wheelchair, <laughs> but at the same time, I think... Uh, who knows what could have been if Nine got to play with Zeke, man. I mean, if, Give to- the starter if, Tony job back. Could, if Tony Romo could step back out on the football field and hand the ball off 30 times, who knows if if, if he can make 15 pass attempts. I think we're he gonna move, he can, I think we're going to move on to the Green Bay Okay, not to, hold on. Not to make this a, a Romo thing. But, okay. But that's like, why I no, no, no. I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm not going to do that. Okay. No one wants to hear that. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but isn't it funny how he he's... Like, he likes having his name in the headlines. He likes that he's not a quarterback now, and he's still being talked about being a quarterback. Like, it, he just had his football life come out on NFL Network last Friday. Mm-hmm. And then all week through DFW was, could Romo come back? And he answered the question on Dallas Radio saying that he feels healthier now than he did the last two years of his playing career. Right. So he feels that would be the least of the concerns. Okay. Do you think that it's just he knows how to throw fuel on the fire for the media and keep his name in there a little longer? And- I think that Tony Romo is inspired by the fact that he is a much better broadcaster than he thought he would be. That, and ooh, okay. there are a number of his co-workers and colleagues, Jim He's Nance great. especially, who he puts likes in the work, working though. with him. Oh, yeah. Nobody is saying that. See, I don't think he would do that to, but to I Nance. Think, I, I personally think he's he is now one of the more, let's use the word, elite broadcasters. He is. And I think that he loves the position now, and I don't think he would come back. He reminds me of John Gruden in his first couple of years for ESPN. Just loving watching tape and preparing for games. All right, you've already, right. you talked about Move Romo on. more than I wanted Move to. Move on. Green Bay Packers, just 20... 22 points yeah, over I, uh, the Bills. And, I mean, there's not much to discuss other than Aaron Rodgers doing his thing. I apologize but... to all eight of our listeners. <laughs> it's probably down to five or six now. After that, Romo after Romo. that Well, no, we're, we're down to two then. Because I told people last weekend that if they were going to be sprinkling some money on point spread, that a good play might be the Buffalo Bills to cover ten. On they, the, they on the road in Lambeau. Not. That's what I told people. That yeah. They did not. Would be a good idea to do. Yeah. Green Bay wins in Le- at Le- Lambeau Field. So that's, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm willing to uh, acknowledge the egg on the face mm-hmm. when it happens. And, uh, yeah. It is what it is. And there's not much to discuss other than Aaron Rodgers doing everything on one leg that most quarterbacks do on two. Right. So I think that that offense has room to grow. I think that Aaron Jones can develop into a tailback that is good they you know it's funny that they just refuse to let him be that though but when you have Aaron Rodgers you do not give That's the ball true. to a rusher 20 times in a game I don't care okay. I, I just I don't care um can't they get some sort of a screen game going with him of or... course they can but if you have Aaron Rodgers you're throwing the ball 20 yards down the field not 
five yards right, to your right, ten yards to your right. Couldn't the argument be since he is on one leg that maybe you use his mind and experience? To... I agree, but the West Coast offense is so versatile. There's so many wrinkles. That's your favorite word, right? Mike Mc... McCarthy yeah. has he has the more wrinkles, and that quarterback can do more. And I don't think they need a run game. I just think that Aaron Jones has the capacity to 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 do it. Now, can he do it with? Uh... No consist like with uh, no no he, sort of rhythm. No, he cannot. I don't think any running back outside of maybe Le'Veon so Bell or Zeke Elliott. So you understand can. what I'm saying? Then y- y- you think yes. he has the ability to to help their offense uh, and be a grow good and be a good. Back, yeah. But then I just asked you now: Can he do that without having some sort of rhythm the in answer, the offense? Right. So the answer is no. Is, is no. Yeah. So how is he going? So how does he help the offense then? By doing exactly what he's told and helping Aaron Rodgers. Because when Aaron Rodgers throws the, the football 40, 45 times a game, typically he throws for three or four touchdowns. I'm not saying take the ball out of 12 hands. I was intrigued by your statement that he can elevate the Packers' offense. But they don't give him the ball. So there's no way for him to develop into a rhythm in which right. he can really help the team. Right. That's just common sense to me. But if you were to ask me, should they give him the ball more so he can get into that rhythm, I, I would say no, because 12 is that good. Okay, I understand now. Now, the Houston Texans, 37 points over the Colts, 34. Uh, what I wonder about that game is, obviously, Indianapolis can't play defense. They're terrible. And Houston, I mean, how the mighty has fallen. I remember when that defense was very, very good. Jo- I, I don't care if Andrew Luck throws for cover. 500 yards. His arm's not 100% back. No, it's not. So, and I have seen him th- throw with some zip, and Aikman didn't stop talking about it last night yeah. every time that he threw into a tight window. So it's not. I'm not saying that it's not there all the way, but he's... I don't know if it's too early checking down to that second that dump off pass and and not stretching. He moves the it defense. in the pocket well though. He and does, but it's nothing. There's nothing threatening about that. They they put up 24 against New England last night, and at no point in time did you did think, they f- ooh, there's right. a chance that they're gonna come on, not, make a come on. Not back. once. I understand that. So and I agree. There's nothing lethal about it. They don't have any quick strike capabilities to the point where they're going to hit the field, and you're like, they could put up seven on us in the drop of a hat. Right. So then, what does it rest on? Andrew Luck's arm that I don't trust. So do you run and the ball T.Y. More? Hilton's hurt. So do you run the ball more with who? I mean, right. Okay. Behind what line? Okay. We're in agreement. I, I understand with the what you want. To, like, well, yeah, mask the bad defense by keeping them off the field. Ryan Kelly's a but very good I don't center. think he's that, a very good center. I don't think that that offensive line has much help outside of. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on the AFC South because uh, <clears throat> there's only one team in that division. Um, Ooh, 30, the team that beat you? Yeah, thirty-six. Tennessee's okay. The defense is okay. We'll I, get to. I, them. I like Mike Vrabel's we'll uh, early bid for coach of the year. We'll get. We'll get to them. Moving on, uh, the Patriots absolutely dismantled the Dolphins at Foxborough. Um, I took Miami, and I never will again. Me neither. So I, sh- I don't know how you. I don't know how you allowed going me, into Foxborough. I don't know how you allowed me to talk to you. Isn't that crazy? Into it's thinking stupid. that it could happen That's because stupid. they looked all right. That's stupid. When they're, you they're the told worst, me they're the worst three and O team. They're the worst three and O team ever. It was it was just foolish, actually, and I mean I, I feel like I so, owe somebody an apology, but moving on because Sony Mike. Sony Michelle, I think it's Michelle, right? Yeah. 25 carries, 112 yards. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick like him a lot. The yeah, they game. like him. I was wrong. Um, Is he a bell cow? He could be. Yeah. And it looks like 
Well, is he a bell cow? Is he? I mean, I don't know. One five carries, one hundred twelve yards. The offense that I watched last night, they might just test that moss ability with Gordon in the next week or two. Isn't it crazy how James White caught ten passes? Isn't it crazy how Edelman instantly changes that offense to the point where it gets Gronk seven catches for seventy five yards? And then and then they're smart enough to put him in ISO at the top the first time they go to the red zone. And they throw it to the guy underneath the stack set on the left side, and just leave Gronk out on the island. And they, if he, the guy walked in untouched. If they were playing touch football, it would have been a, a touchdown. Because when you play, it was Gronk, Pat Patterson with the first touchdown of the game. That was a beautiful play. Cord, Great, Cord Patterson, yeah. beautiful design, getting the defense attention to the other side of the field. If you play like everything, on it was that beautiful. Side, what safety in his right mind is going to tell a corner? You're good. Right. You're straight. You're yeah, going to exactly. stray. You're going to cheat. You're going to peek. You're going to do all of those things. Exactly. Uh, the Patriots are for real now because the, the uh, backfield is legitimate. I was just going to say, I, no probably, I probably undersold them, putting them eighth on my quarter of the season power rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I see an absolutely like stellar performance from Carolina, Cincinnati, Tennessee, this weekend, they uh, New England's going to leapfrog all three of them to at least the five spot for next week. Segwaying beautifully into the Tennessee-Philadelphia game, which I thought was a much better football game than I, people will discuss. And again, they, they had to convert on three fourth downs in overtime to even win that game. But they did it. And the coach had the balls to call it. They executed it. Uh, the one was ridiculous. The touchdown was ridiculous. It was a marathon game, and when I really stop and think about it... it They're so boring to watch. Ten- like, I can't watch Tennessee Titan games. But they lull you to sleep. They it's did, almost and that's, I was, ju- I was just going to say that. It almost, it's, right? It's almost like they're cool with getting the opponent somewhat like punch drunk, and then it's like, okay, Mariota, go play, f- go play football in the fourth. Go be good now. Go be... Because I've never seen him... I always turn the TV... Before he turns into Mariota, and I always just see this, this guy that I don't see what the all like how do he, he gets to the playoffs he's last either, year? Jared, how does he get all these wins? I don't see it. He's either the most patient quarterback I've ever seen in my life, or the play calling is so conservative that it just doesn't allow him to open up. Yeah, that could because be they have this and they've professed in Tennessee an exotic Smash Mouth running football game. Yeah, but I don't know if they still are that. I don't think they are because uh, Derrick Henry has not been what they probably wanted him to be since Demarco Murray retired. And if this is a quarterback-driven league, maybe your quarterback throws the football. It's just a different the kind of efficiency. I agree. It's not pretty, and but it, at the same time, the guy threw a touchdown pass to himself last year in the playoffs. Like, obviously, it was a stupid play, right. but. That was an that was an electric. I remember being glued to the TV after that. Like they might beat the Chiefs and Kelsey being knocked out help. Whatever. That's last season. Right. The point is they're a very boring team, and I think that's exactly what they need to be with the defense that they have to grab a wild card spot. Maybe. Did you see Tyler Luan's comment about them not getting the respect that they deserve? I found. I that didn't to be... see the comment, but I mean, it's it's the quarter mark of the season, buddy. Like you're three and one. They're also the, one of the smallest market teams. I think the Nashville Predators. They are should be happy. I don't know what his comments were, like, but he should be happy about it, and he should not talk about it. He said that the Tennessee Titans are not getting the national respect that they deserve. Good. And Stay I, I, under the radar and go into Buffalo and pound the piss out of them. And make the playoffs and beat people in the playoffs and, and, and then you and, will get again, that recognition. Yeah, again, yeah. So Arizona and Seattle. 
Seattle 20 points, Arizona yeah. 17, but does it does it matter? Because Arizona could have won just as easy as Seattle. And they probably should have because they missed a field goal at the end of the game. Janikowski, 53 yada. Well, no, that was Seattle. He hit his. They won. To win Ar- it, yeah. Arizona, to win it. Arizona missed a field goal at the end of the game to win it. Um, they got the ball back, Seattle did, and marched down the field to win the game. So my pick that was absurd with no justification behind it last week because I said I just I feel it uh, was almost right, and four of my correct picks from last week uh, could have been losses. They were essentially coin picks, uh, coin picks, coin, coin flips, flips on the uh, the last possessions of the game. I mean, the four picks were Tennessee, Houston, Dallas, and Kansas City. I mean, all four of those teams could have lost. KC was down ten on the uh, on the road late in the game. Uh, and then Pat Mahomes showed another... Uh, remember I said last week it was kind of weirdly worded? Uh, we haven't seen all of his tricks yet. Yeah. Like it was kind of dumb. I remember listening yeah. back thinking that was dumb, dumb way to yeah. say that. Yeah, and then he threw a pass with but his left he, hand. <laughs> yeah. So and he, that's and he, kind of exactly what... And he led two scoring drives in the fourth quarter on the road in that noise. He did what he's never had to do before, right. and, and he proved he could do it. And he proved it. he can do it again, so, yeah. That's absolutely elite. Speaking of elite... We got 45 points put up on the Cleveland Browns defense by the Oakland Raiders. 42. That was a clucky game. That was in there. Cleveland Browns. 45-42, that shootout. But there was some defense, but it was overtime. It was a lot of football. Yeah. Uh, they blew a 14-point lead. Turnovers. In the second half. Turnovers. It, I, don't, I, I don't know if those fumbles were on the center or if they were on Baker. Right. But he also had two picks. He did have two. One was in the first quarter, but still. Yeah, the pick in the second half. Uh I mean, it's gonna ha- when you sling the ball around the field the way he does, you gotta take with the you gotta take the bad with the good. He's got forty two points under he, his belt. He's that's what I'm right. gonna say. He's a he's a rookie quarterback in his second in his first start. Yep. Uh, going and putting forty two points on John Gruden's defense. I love the chances on he the takes. road. Yeah, I love the. So chances you gotta he accept takes. the picks. I couldn't agree more. And Sounds you're gonna like and, Brett Favre. Yeah, that's I, I'm going to say it until I see something different. Sounds a lot like a young Brett Favre. That football game was really interesting because both teams could have won a lot of different ways before yeah. overtime happened. Uh, um, Jared Cook balled out. Derek Carr is... Coming back just, to form. Yeah, kind Coming I'm, back to form. It's taking him I might, a while. I might take the trash can label off of him, maybe. He's coming back to form. Uh, Amari Cooper is beginning to show up. Ugh. That's helping Derek Carr. Uh, I don't it's like that slowly analysis. but sure. Uh, you know what I see? Slowly I see Jared Cook balling, and I see Jordy Nelson being more productive than I ever thought he would be in Oakland. And when Martavius Bryant begins to stretch the Marshawn football, Marshawn Lynch field, is still running the football pretty efficiently. When Amari Cooper starts to play great, and those other guys around him, if play it great, ever happens, I'm waiting. Okay, I'm saying that they're coming to form slowly okay. but surely. I don't see them as a threat at all in the AFC. Anything. Moving on to the AFC, we got. 29 points put up by the Chargers, 27 put up by 49ers. That Why was, was that game so cl- close? That was a weird game. I kind of was watching that game out of the corner of my eye. I had two TVs going in, at the 4 o'clocks. And I did catch a bit of that I was as well. barely watching it because I saw enough points from San Diego that I thought, okay, they're doing what they're going to do. I, I kind of thought it, that might be like a... Both defenses played quite... A 31 nothing kind of game. But both defenses played quite and well. CJ Beathard didn't play terrible. No, he didn't. And San Francisco continues to run the ball pretty efficiently. Um, what are they? The sixth-ranked run offense. They're averaging 134 yards a game on the ground. 
So that's going to keep you in ball games. And they seem committed to it. And the Chargers defense is missing Joey Bosa big time. Derwin James is balling out. How I don't. Strange I just don't see Ingram being able to, to sustain, sustain double that defensive like pass world. rush at consistently. He's not going to be able to sustain double teams. I couldn't agree more. He's not going to be able to do it all by himself. So that's going to be a team that needs to continue to score thirty plus to win. Speaking of a team that scores thirty plus and typically wins, New Orleans thirty three points, Giants eighteen points. Yeah, Alan I'm Kamara, still waiting for that defense to come around and play football. But the New Orleans Saints can't see. Drew Brees to, looks very uh, determined to win his first MVP award. I think he'll take and the I triple think, crown by the time the season's I done. I think Elvin Kamara the triple crown. Yeah, you think passing going yards. Super Bowl? Oh no, I think they're going to say yards. MVP, Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. No, no, I think the, the triple crown for quarterbacks, in my opinion, personally, okay. is passing yards. Yeah, and I think that it comes down to what he does so well is distribute to whomever is around him. It's. It's incredible to think about what nobody talks about. The the fact that he's the best quarterback to ever do it at that size with those personnel. Well, he's had he's had some studs around him. He's had Mar- Marquise Colton when he was with the Colston the Saints. Was, Colston wasn't a, just a guy though. I mean, Seventh maybe, round pick out okay, of Hostra. And then w- w- when well, he was in San Diego, they gave up Antonio on him. Brown's a, Antonio Brown's a late round guy. Tom Brady's a sixth round guy. Don't okay. just I'm not, I'm not hanging putting, on the draft. I'm not, I'm not putting that table on. LaDainian Tomlinson was in San Diego when Drew Brees' career started. Yeah, he Drew Brees has had Jimmy Graham. He's had, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Sneed was a burner, so he, he stretched the field with him. He's had Michael Thomas now for two years. Kamara's in his second year. He's got star power on him. Does he need a defense to win a Super he is, Bowl this he, year? Uh, they better, yeah, 100%. You think so? Yeah, because if they play the Rams in the playoffs, then the Rams will hang 50 on that team. Maybe not 50, but they'll hang 40 on them. Um, are you uh, done with last week? Because I kind of am. Moving on? Yeah. Um, this week... New England's already won against Indy. Carolina and the Giants. Is it a must win for both teams, or is that is that is that too uh-huh. soon? Because the Carolina's at two and one, and the Giants at one every and three. Week, every week is a must win in a sixteen, in a 16 week, week season. Right. I agree. That's the generic boring answer. That's the Jason Garrett answer for you. Who do you like more, Saquon Barkley or Carolina's defense? Carolina's defense. So do I. So. Who do you like more, the New York Giants defense or Cam Newton? Because I like Cam, Cam Newton. Yeah, it's so, not even about Cam Newton. It's about Christian McCaffrey against the terrible 3-4 defense that Giants are now playing. Will McCaffrey, the switch from the 3-4 to the 4-3 and not having Olivier Vernon for the first month of the season has made that defense look very generic. They are 29th in run defense and... Well, they're ninth in pass defense, but that's probably because everyone just runs on them. What I find interesting is that free agent acquisition from Miami Olivier Vernon hasn't been. Well, what they was, I said it was ticketed. It was overpaid when they got him. Yeah. He, got, he got paid for eight sacks in one season. He did it one time, 
and then he switched, and now he's switched to a four three from a three four, and now back to a three four from a four three. In my opinion, the the Giants' defense is Landon Collins, Snacks Harrison. They better and, hope that they finish else. with the with the worst record, and so they it. can do what they should have done and draft the quarterback. And they better hope that Shea Patterson or Will Greer, or what is it, yeah, Mike Greer or Will Greer. Will Greer. Will Greer. West Virginia. They better hope yeah. that he's every bit, every bit as good Absolutely. as he looks so far through six weeks in the college season. Absolutely. Um, what do you think? So I'm going Carolina. In that one? Because they're coming off a bye. Uh, I'll give them the tip of the hat in the quarterback slot. I'll give them the tip of the cap in the running back slot. Even though I don't love Christian McCaffrey as a running back, I like him as a football player that's dynamic, that makes football plays. But I don't love the guy as a running back, but I'll take him against Saquon this week. Um, give me Luke Keekley against the entire Giants defense in a matchup, and I'll take Luke Keekley against that Giants, Giants offense. offense. Um, I, I like I like Luke Keekley as being one of the top five middle. And I'll do the same thing with Kwan Short. I think it's going to be a replay of week one against the Cowboys, but worse for the Giants. Because uh, Saquon... Just yeah, I haven't seen anything impressive other than one run against the Jag- the Jaguars. Uh that Miles Jack tripped and it was a toss sweep to the right and he just got the sideline real fast. And that's kind of my point, is that's yeah. his highlight this year. Yeah. Running the football. Sixty six yards. Yeah. Like he's don't get me wrong. He he's gonna be a ta- like he is a talent. He's gonna be probably a, a staple of playmakers in the NFL for the years to come. But he better hope that that line they like they do something to address that better than what they did because it don't look it don't look good at all. Um, what do you think about Tennessee and Buffalo? Is that going to be a sneaky good game? I don't even want to talk be? about it because Tennessee better do exactly what they're supposed to do, and that's cover the spread and be done with the game eight minutes into the third quarter, and that's that's saying a lot that it better be done We're that both taking Tennessee that late. We're both taking Tennessee. Yeah, I want that game over with five minutes to go in the second quarter when they score their fourth touchdown. I have a hard time taking Tennessee considering they're the Jaguars' nemesis, it seems. However, um, Miami and Cincinnati. Uh, I like Cincinnati because I don't feel comfortable battle taking of, Miami ba- ever. Yeah, again. battle of the three and ones. But uh, I think one's for real and one is not. And we're going to see that that's the Bengals after Sunday. Um, I think... Maybe the game of the week, or at least the 1 o'clock game of the week, is Atlanta in Pittsburgh. That's going to be good football. It's going to be great offensive football. Great offensive football. But is it really great offensive football when you're playing against those two defenses? Isn't it just doing mm-hmm. what you're supposed to? In the NFL, and then who has the ev- ball last? every defense is good. It just comes down to who's a little bit better. Is okay. it offense or defense? I'll be more surprised if one of those offenses lays a dud All right. on Sunday. Then I would be. I'd be more surprised than that than I would be if... Uh, Oh, let me see something ridiculous here. Uh, if the Bills beat the Titans, that would be okay. less surprising. Uh, give That's me, how confident. I want to hold you to uh, this this game, Pittsburgh and Atlanta. Give me an over-under 70 points. Over-under 70 points. Well, I told you the over-under was 58 earlier, and I told you they were beating it by... F- Two touchdowns, so that's right. seventy-two by my my monkey math. So, so I'm giving you twelve. So I'm gonna I'm take. Gonna so top. I'm gonna take the over. You're gonna take. The I'm gonna take 70. the over I'm, seventy. I'm gonna take the under. Okay. On this I'm gonna game. take the over seventy. Okay. Perfect. Uh, we got we got Oakland and the Los Angeles Chargers. 
And I think that this game is going to be close because the Chargers were close against San Fran. Uh, what do you think? That's a weird one. I'm taking Oakland. I'll tell you that right now. Because San Diego is a very, very difficult team. I just, Excuse me. The Chargers are a very difficult team to stay confident in. Well, see, I'm not picking Oakland to win because they're Oakland and they're old. <laughs> and I just don't like that's that's my tune. Unless they reel off f- four wins in a row off of this win off the Browns, then I might talk about the Raiders. But until well, then, Melvin Gordon is real. Philip Rivers is arguably one of the top five quarterbacks in the last ten to fifteen years. What I will say is this game could be very close because. The game it's, last well, week was divisional close. game. The it's West, a divisional game. Chargers don't say, have an offense or the, don't have a defense. And the really. AFC West, it's Kansas City's to lose. I I think personally, Tim, like okay, the only thing that I've seen Oakland do is throw the ball around the yard and not win games. But Marshawn Lynch can run the football, so give it to so him 20, 25 times and see what happens. Yeah, they're only That's, averaging one hundred and ten yards a game. Exactly what the Chargers are giving up a game. The Chargers are averaging 15 more yards a game. That's not much, but it does add up. And their pa- like their passing offense is somewhat comparable to to Oakland's. It's 50 yards less a game, but Oakland isn't scoring anywhere near as much as the Chargers. So the I don't know. It's just favored. it'll be tight because it's a divi- it's a divisional game and right. it's early in the season. Right. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if Oakland loses by 10 plus. Yeah. I like I. I like Oakland. Who who, who you got? You like Oakland. Perfect. I like Oakland. Yeah. Uh, tell me why, because I'm taking the Chargers. So I believe that when the Chargers go up against a team that can match them scoring the football, I don't think that they can compete because I don't think that they have as much of a shootout offense because Melvin Gordon is so good and he should get the ball 25 times a game. And See, Melvin Gordon is efficient this year with. Catching the ball. He hasn't been so much running the ball. But he should get the football 20 to 25 times a game. Touches. I, I don't care how. So okay. I'm taking Oakland because I don't think that the Chargers can compete if a team keeps scoring. I remember when we were talking about when someone says something crazy. Yeah. And you talk them out of it. Yeah. Don't take the Raiders this weekend. No, no. You think that the Chargers' defense with Derwin James, Melvin Ingram, you, you think Casey Hayward? They're they're not going to miss Joey Bosa this good. week. I don't think. But Joey Bosa's absence is glaring. It is, and I yeah. And is. there's a problem there because he was the one who came out and said he wasn't coming back until week. Well, his bro- little brother's got a mysterious injury too right now. So at all Ohio State, right? So. I don't know, maybe mom booked a family cruise that they it was non-refundable, and he's like, Mom, I gotta play football. I don't know, but it is really strange. They're that foot, whatever it is, foot, ankle injury kind of came out of nowhere. But anyways, I don't really want to talk about the Oakland Raiders anymore. What do we think about the because Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Minnesota I want to talk about that game. Because uh, that's a battle of the NFC in more ways than one, because the LA Rams, by the looks of it, can't be beat. See, it's funny. I think it was you and I that were asking last week how long until the 16-0 and Ram talk started, and it only took four games. And they I do, don't think they're going undefeated, I but I don't, so know who, I don't know who can beat them. Uh, the but Chiefs I think, can beat them in Mexico in a couple weeks. Um, 
But my problem with that is, is Jared Goff can throw for five touchdowns in Kansas City's defense. Can give up nine? <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, I like Jeremiah Mazzoli against Kansas City's defense. That's so, hilarious. Um, That's a Canadian Football League quarterback reference for you uh, that don't know <laughs> what that reference was all about. What I like about the Philadelphia game is is that it's going to be defining for both teams because I want to know where Carson Wentz is at. I want to know what's really good with Carson Wentz, and I want to know what's really good with the Minnesota Vikings defense. See, for me as a Cowboy fan, I like this game because it's a potential for the Eagles to Fall below five hundred, and that's big in that division. Absolutely, I don't care if it's in a very tight week division. Five, yeah, it's still, um, especially with Washington going to New Orleans this week. Giants staring a one and four start in the face going to Carolina. Uh, it's see, I say that, and I have zero confidence in in seeing Minnesota winning this week, and it's my own fault for not voicing my true opinion sooner that Kirk Cousins isn't that good in terms of a franchise quarterback that when you need that throw to win the game that he'll get it for you he'll put butts in the seats is and, Kirk Cousins and clutch? throw it all over is the yard? No, not at all. Clutch. Not so at all. So they gave somebody $85 million. Guaranteed, fully guaranteed. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. $85 million. Here you go. You like that? Yeah, you like that. What's it? To basically have a moniker, yeah, you like that. Well, he trademarked not... trademark, you like that now. Oh, my gosh. He's terrible. Oh, my gosh. I think he's good. Okay, so seriously, though, he's not that good. I think he's good. I don't think he's elite. How many playoff wins does he have? I'm with you, right? So he's you. not that good. He's not elite. He got I'm over. With you. He got overpaid. I agree. And the best team preseason on paper, aside from maybe the Rams, it was the Minnesota Vikings. Looks like a hot mess right now. Preach. Okay. They now have to go into Philadelphia with that bad O line mm-hmm. and play Philly's D line. And do O lines travel well? No, they do not, sir. So with that said, I'm a Cowboy fan going. Well, fuck, we got to win in Houston this week because Philly's going to beat Minnesota this week. Absolutely. I'm taking Philadelphia. Me too. Because I don't know what... Strictly because of the Battle of the Trenches. Oh, it's going to be won and lost. Wentz is continuing to ease his way back. Yeah. And I think last week you kind of saw the beginning of what could be a very good thing in Philly with the two tight end set if they start putting Ertz and Goddard on the field at the same time. Are Um, we? That could be... That could be vicious. That package. Because their wide receivers are still not winning on the outside. That package would be deadly. Are we ignoring the fact that he put up numbers against the LA Rams defense? Are we ignoring that, that he did See, that on a Thursday night? And that's who. And that's why people think Kirk Cousins is good. Because he tosses it all around the yard, he puts numbers up, and did his team win? No. Did they threaten winning? You, no. You have, made, you have made a compelling argument, I think, personally. We have a divisional matchup with the Cardinals and... The Niners, I, I I think it's interesting insofar as the conversation of young quarterback development goes. Josh Rosen, C.J. Beathard. Um, we said he was serviceable, Beathard. Um, Josh Rosen could have won the game. more in, than that. He, Josh Rosen could have won the game last week. Where's so, David Johnson? I He got paid. Did he flee the country with his money? Is he playing football this year? I, I see, haven't seen anything. I see 31 in the backfield. Oh, I heard he's better than Ezekiel Elliott. I've heard the conversation. I haven't seen it this year. Okay. 
So I saw it, I saw a lot of it preseason. Maybe the wrist injury is like significant, and he's a quiet guy, and he doesn't talk about it. Come on, get I the mean, fuck out of here. I they mean, wouldn't have given him money if that wrist injury was lingering. Come on, I'm I not agree. listening to that. I agree, and I'm not making excuses. <laughs> you just said it. You brought up that wrist. I said maybe. No. But what I'm trying to get at is... Josh Rosen also doesn't have any legitimate targets. Larry Fitzgerald is over the hill and far away. Yeah, he's kind of So I think, okay, you can't, okay, somebody could argue, but my, look at all of the statistics that Larry Fitzgerald puts up. You tell me that somebody who's over the, he's over the hill. Yeah, I don't care. In this, He puts up incredible numbers. You can't dispute that. There's I did the eye test last week, and I had no reason to pick Arizona against Seattle other than divisional game that felt like a stupid game. To, and they even, like, Seattle lost Earl Thomas for the year. We're going to... We're going to get to that, but that's, that's a, one of those weird games that it. I should have been right. I should have been right for no reason at all other than I felt like I had a feeling that Arizona was going to win. That's a perfect segue into another divi- in the same divisional matchup with the Rams and the Seahawks because how significant is Errol Thomas's absence going up against Jared Goff? Yeah, you're going to see the beginning of the end this weekend. Insofar as Seattle unraveling completely? 100%. Because remember when Seattle was good and <laughs> they couldn't beat the Rams? Yeah. And I think Jeff Fisher was the coach? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And now they have... Jeff and now, now the Rams are good and Seahawks are on their, yeah. their way... They have no offensive line. To now losing their their, every bit of their, their dynasty. Yeah. Every player except for uh, Russell Wilson will be gone sooner than later. Yeah. And... I mean, that defense still has Bobby Wagner. I mean, he's he's, he's elite. A he's stalwart sh- linebacker. He's a shell of his former self. Of his former self because he doesn't have the same guys around and him, but... that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's not going to be in the yeah. NFL forever. He's almost done. Yep. Yeah. And... He doesn't have the same supporting cast. Uh, do the Rams absolutely put it to Seattle this weekend? That's what I was getting yeah. to, is that you're going to see that the, their captain in the back end, who is calling stuff out pre-snap, he's gone. So now they're going to look like a hot mess because it's going to be all on Wagner. All on Wagner. And I don't care how good Shaquille Griffin has looked in R- Richard Sherman's spot. No. He ain't going to look good no this way. week. No against way. whoever too lines up. Weapons. There's too no, many. Too many the, they're running Brandon Cooks is very a motion talented. every snap, basically. They're running around backfield RPOs. They're, they're running different receivers in the slots. No one knows what's going on on the opposite side of the ball from snap to snap. You almost can't play man coverage against the LA Rams. All you can do is respect what your eyes tell you and then get burned on the backside. Or react accordingly and just play a soft zone and allow everything to happen in front of you. But even then... But you better tackle well because we saw what, te- oh. what happens when teams adjust in the oh, second and third quarter and they can't <laughs> tackle well, so now they're getting demoralized because they're getting beat underneath for 70 yards. You want to talk about not being able to tackle keep, well. Kansas we talked City about this on, last week. Hold on a second. That, we night. talked about this last week, that little wheel route, that drag route from the left side, left uh, with Cooper Cup. Yep. He was in the left slot, yep. lined up on the left side, dragged across the field. Little turn, up the boom, ball, and the ball's right there. As soon as he turns back to locate it, yep. and he's gone in stride. That uh, was in his own, <laughs> and it was it was very early in the game. So that just goes to show you that how quickly the Vikings' defense had to make their adjustment within the game from what they wanted to do with their game plan to attack them, and... That's a backbreaking play early, and they still stuck around for a little bit, but it was too and little, that's too, a very too fair, much, too late in the game for them to overcome it. That's a fair argument, actually. 
we, we both have the Rams, and it's not even really a, a conversation. I'm going to save the Jaguars and the Cowboys matchup to the very end. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Monday Nighter. What do you think about the Redskins and the Saints? Do you think it's going to be a good football game? I would think it would be a – well, football is football, so I'll be watching. I would feel uh, a little bit differently about this game if Washington was coming off of a bye and playing the Saints at home. The fact that they're coming off a bye on the road, it to me it's like they're hurrying up and waiting for the game with that. The, the, the travel, and then it's more things before the game. My, if they're at home, they can be in a different sort of schedule. Come off that process, bye. I don't think that they're going to have issues with Adrian Peterson running the football in a dome. I think that Adrian Peterson <laughs> developed a Hall of Fame career running in a dome yep. in a purple jersey. So I personally think that those receivers, I don't think Josh Dawson has performed very well. I don't think that, that Washington has been many options other than to run the football and keep Drew Brees the best passer off the field. I mean, I struggle to explain why Drew Brees was a Hall of Famer, but keep him off the football field, run Adrian Peterson. Uh, so you're hinging Washington's performance on Adrian Peterson in 2018? I believe that they're going to run the ball 30 times, and I think he's going to have 100 yards. And I think that they're going to have a time of possession that is significantly higher than the New Orleans Saints because if I'm coaching the any team going up against Drew Brees, I try and keep him off the football field. Who are you taking in this game to win? We're going to have a discrepancy here. I'm going to take Washington. You're fucking hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to see it happen. Well, because Washington's, that... Washington's defense is somewhat impressive. They're the third-ranked pass D, and they're the seventh-ranked run D. Nobody talks about that Josh Norman is still a and really good cornerback. I would argue that they haven't played anyone. Okay. Except for Green Bay, and the defense Ingrid. looked good against Green Bay. Against so, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Against Aaron Rodgers. So... Like, you're obviously taking New Orleans, and I just feel that the only way to beat the Saints uh, right now is to keep Drew Brees off the football field. But I don't think football. that they can do it. Okay, so... I haven't seen anything encouraging from the Saints' defense, and I'm still not worried about Washington's offense. See, I haven't all. seen anything encouraging from the Saints' defense, and that's why I'm saying run the football 30 times a game. I don't even think... See, that's the other thing. is That's why I don't care how bad the Saints' defense looks. It hasn't affected the way that I've ranked them through four weeks, and it's not going to affect the way that I'm going to bet them this weekend... Because even if you're keeping Drew Brees off the field and your defense has looked stellar through the three games you've played in four weeks, can you stop him from scoring 30? And then can you score 30 on the road? I don't see Alex Smith putting up 30 on the road. It's a weird early buy. They had a really early buy. It's the worst buy there is. I couldn't agree more. So what I'm saying is, is I think that they took the time to put in packages that keep Drew Brees off the field, not packages that they're going to say, okay, we'll have a shootout and just go up I against guess. one of the greatest I don't think that, No, ever. I don't think that's their game plan to have a shootout, but that's what it's going to be regardless of their game plan. I think that they're going to run the ball better than you expect because they're coming off of a really weird bye and they've had a lot of time to rest. And I mean, so Their you, only chance for it is they've got running game Moses. they got Bill Callahan there <laughs> coaching their O-line. That's... 
I still see him in Jerry Maguire. I still see him making that promise. For Brian Cush and his son to sign. My, my word is strong as oak. But anyway, that's the last that's Jerry funny. Maguire reference. Um, what do you think about the Battle of Texas? I think this, that uh, it's, that takes place when college football teams play each other. Yeah. Unless because you're, unless you're, team? well, unless you're a Houston Texans team? fan, no one gives a fuck about <clears throat> the rivalry or whatever you want to call it, because. But it's kind of what scares me going into this game is that, the like the Texans think that this is a big game. Like it is a big game. Every game is a big game in sixteen game season, but like Sunday nighter, so it's an even bigger game. It's national televised, but this is like. This isn't the Cowboys playing the Niners. This isn't the Cowboys playing the Steelers. You know what I'm saying? This isn't a divisional game. What this I isn't... like this game is, is that it'll be a barometer to find out if Dak Prescott is willing to throw the football or if they're willing to win games on the back of Ezekiel Elliott, doing it in every possible way he can like he did last week. Well, that's... Because that's not that's not even feasible for any... I mean, for, I think if 400 they try to... touches? 400 I... touches? In a season? If I've learned one thing, it's that Jason Garrett worries about what he does good and not so much about what the other team doesn't do good and how you can uh, you can take advantage of, of that that weakness or that hole in the opposing team. Fair enough. He That's why I get frustrated when you see what you see week two against the Giants in the first quarter and then it's back to banging your head against the wall second and third quarter and then it's, okay... If they score, then it's a different game. So we got to go back to throwing the football and put more points up, and it works. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was encouraging last week. You saw a little bit more of it. They had to throw the ball on that last drive to get the win. And unfortunately, their running back's their best receiver currently. In every possible way, as far as route running, catching the football, I mean, there's nothing that he can't do. And I just love his presence on third down because when you can block the quarterback on third down or run a route to convert and move the chains, you're elite. He's the I best, know we use that word. He's but. the best blitz pickup running back in the league. He was great doing it at Ohio State. Yeah, that was like, one of the reasons why he got drafted because they liked the potential to of him being able to do that. A lot of running uh, rookie running backs coming in the league, they're yeah. not good at pass protection. He's stellar at it. If only there was... If, if his, only they realize they don't have to keep him in the backfield to block on third down. You can actually throw him like a wheel route or just a straight go and let him catch it over his shoulder because he's capable of that. Um, he would be even more highly touted as the best running back in the league. I find it interesting that there's been a significant absence um, on the part of Houston's defensive line. J.J. Watt, Jade Vion Clowney. I, I haven't heard much or seen much. Well, I don't know where you're looking or what you're watching, but J.J. Watt's got five sacks in four games. I mean, it's it's hit or miss, really. He's not the same J.J. Watt. Like, you hear, wow, he's got five sacks, and he's got the same amount of sacks through four games as Khalil Mack. Wow. But when you look at the but numbers and the he statistics... Got three la- he got three last week, I'm pretty sure. But how- he had a great game... Last week, I'm not ignoring that, but how well is that collective defense playing? Well, obviously not very well. They're one and three, sir. So I think that that defensive line, oh, okay, well, those 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 are great numbers. See, the thing is, is that uh, Jonathan Joseph, that he's man, not he, the he, same he, cornerback. He can't cover. He's not the same cornerback. Uh, he's a vet. No, he's been in this league for twelve. Colvin's in. Colvin's injured. Aaron Colvin, ex ex Jaguar, very very talented kid. Uh, he's not looking too good. Uh, he, I don't think he's playing this week. So Sharice Wright is going to be starting 
in place of him, he can't cover. Uh, Tyron Matthew, I mean, you can get him. I haven't to gamble seen much the, of the Honey Badger. He, he's, seen there's much. a reason why he didn't have the same market he thought in in uh, free agency. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, you can get him on a on a bad gamble. Um, he he's constantly a risk taker, and like I haven't seen it much this season with him getting burned with bad decisions. Yeah. But I also haven't seen the opposite side of it. He's got one pick, and it happened in week one, and. I haven't seen any sort of game-changing plays. And when the rookie Justin Reed is starting, opposite side of, you know what I'm like, there's yeah, no... I'm, I'm going to go back and check out the tape to see J.J. Watt's five sacks, how many of them were in garbage time, because see, I don't see him being present when everyone is energized. You know how I like to break things down right. with the position group. So you are I'm going to give, give Deshaun Watson the tip over Dak. Obviously going Zeke in a landslide. Absolutely. It's not even close. I'm going Cowboys O-line against the Houston D-line. Okay. And I'm definitely going Cowboys D-line against Houston's O-line. Right. I'm very intrigued as a football fan. Forget that I'm a Cowboys fan. DeAndre Hopkins. To see DeAndre Hopkins against either Byron Jones or Chidobe Awuzie. Because if they shut him down... You better double cover him. Then they better start getting the national exposure that they deserve. Because they've been looking good. Hold on. They've only given up five passing TDs this season. Okay? Okay. In four games. Okay. Three of them are on busted coverages in the last two weeks. And it's the safety's fault. One of them was on a woozy because he was. We were in a soft uh, cover three, and he left. He was cheating on the guy inside. He got caught looking. Was, got beat over the top. The That's the one, one on, on number thirty-eight. The other two, no. The other two are both on Kayvon Frazier, the guy you think that should be put in place for Jeff Heath, who looked absolutely terrible at on that sideline play on Golden Tate's first touchdown. Package, at least and he package. is. He could be out this week with a concussion from him getting trucked As, by Carryon Johnson. I mean, that was. They took his helmet from him in the fourth quarter last week because he wanted to go back in the game and they wouldn't let him. They took his helmet from him. That was unbelievable. So, I... That's... As a football fan, I'm intrigued to see... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and, going up uh, against... Kute and uh, Fuller. Lamar Miller's not supposed to be playing. They say, they're they saying he's going to be a game-time decision with a chest injury. I'm leaning towards not expecting to see him suit up. So now it's Alfred Blue. Not worried about Alfred, no, uh, but Alfred Blue. Will Fuller um, and DeAndre Hopkins have been performing well. They have been putting up numbers, and they've been playing good football. I'm concerned how Dallas's young secondary is going to perform against guys. I'm no? I'm not worried. I, like I just said, I'm intrigued as a football fan. Forget right. that I've got a horse in the race. I'm intrigued as a football fan. Right. In, the, in that matchup, would you take Dallas part, secondary part, over Houston's wide receivers? Would you take Dallas? I'm not willing to. Over? I'm not willing to do that. That's the one position group okay. that I haven't picked okay. because I, th- I think if if the Cowboys play to their potential, those corners, then it will be a wash. Mm-hmm. And I think that the storyline will be that Deshaun Watson continues to get pounded onto the ground. He's been hit 61 times this year in four games. He's been sacked. 17 times in four games. You do love your data. Well, when you got to go up against the team that is in second in sacks in the league in the Cowboys, against that O-line that's given up all those hits on their, their second-year quarterback, who's battled, like coming back from an injury, I might add. And he's taking all those shots. Yeah. Is that why he hasn't looked good in the pocket? He does not look good anywhere. No. There's a reason why they're 1-3. and three. they got talent up and down that roster. Yeah. But... 
in the in the the small little things that aren't the you know the flashy names those guys with those names on the back of the jersey they're not doing anything what's the latest on frederick's medical condition i i don't know i'm not expecting to see travis frederick this year oh, I'm, I, I, i'd rather i'm happy to see him on the sidelines every week and yeah, not as far not, as not like rather than not being able to travel because he still doesn't have his, feeling in his feet his health condition yeah. he's honestly though i did read the other day that he's now uh working out four times a week he's lifting weights with the team um but he described his strength level currently to where it would be um, at like an April or May point in an off-season workout. Where he's able to perform at 100%. So that means May, June, July, August. He's four months away. Before camp starts. Before well, before camp ends. Okay. In, in his mind, in terms of a strength. Now that's also two months where he's... It, downtime again in between OTAs and training camp. So, I don't know. I'm not expecting to see him this year, so but you're it could take, be encouraging. You're 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 going to take Dallas. Obviously, there's not even really a question about that. Um <laughs> I struggle with it because so I hold on. I'm going to take Houston. Uh, they're at home. So, do they take advantage of it? I don't know. But I will take the Cowboys this week. Because the Cowboys did at Seattle, just you, you just because you, to you, yeah. you, you took Houston, you you took Houston, so I'm well, gonna, I want to be right. Seattle I want to be right an, about it. You use Seattle as an example as to why they'll be able to take advantage of Houston. I think that Houston has a little bit more going for them than, than Houston. Seattle. I think Houston has a little bit more going for them than the Seattle Seahawks did. So you using that as a template? Well, right. they're the, they're basically the same team. They're underperforming. They have bad O lines. The wide receiver position for Houston and the quarterback position for, for for Houston is a little is a little bit Some higher. Some people would take Russell Wilson in a landslide over to Sean Watson. In a Guys want a Super Bowl? This year? Yeah. Are we talking right about now, today, this year today. As, as, as it stands going into week five? Yeah. Because I, I don't think so. I think people would take Deshaun Watson and look at Russell to Wilson and say he has to do too much. I'm, not one, of those, I'm not one of those people, but there are I, those I people out there. All right. We can agree to disagree. How are you going to... Let's hear your delusion on how Jacksonville is going to walk into KC and win this week. Oh, I, I don't understand why it's a delusion. Well, because it's not going to happen. That's why. Okay. So... <laughs> So the motions that they run make the LA Rams look uh, uh, still, okay? The motion that the Kansas City Chiefs offense, behind the line of scrimmage, there's no way to tell who's getting the football. And I think that if Jacksonville doesn't figure it out early, they're going to get behind. And that's going to make yeah, that, that's gonna make me concerned. Is Fournette playing this week? He is not playing this week. So he, we get, sorry, so sorry, we get sorry. See, he's questionable, and then it's going to come Saturday, and they're going to see if he's able to so practice. So what Bortles are we getting? Are we getting the Bortles against... New England. It's going to be loud at Arrowhead. Do you know it's he has two games loud. of more than 376 yards passing this year? Yeah, 388 yards. Wow. Like he, he's playing very, very well. I didn't know that he could do that. And what, but when you, I don't think the team knew that he could do that either. Uh, you don't they might have passed somebody on third and six last year. Mil- you don't give somebody 58 million in the offseason. That's now five. Think. That's now five weeks in a row that I brought up that third and six play. No, I, I, I mean. Anyway, the only eleven the, more to go. The refs wanted Tom Brady to go to the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. No, um, that I will not disagree. I about. think that Kansas City this week um, is going to learn what it's like to play under pressure at home because they haven't had to. And I That's think an take. I think that the pass rush is going to be so much better than the Kansas City Chiefs have faced. I just think that Denver was a taste. 
but I think that Jacksonville, Tosh, it's it's so exotic how he gets at the quarterback, and do you know wh- what's not exotic? How fast they get there. Yeah. Okay? Indakwe is incredible. He's better than Fowler, in my opinion. Calais Campbell is the best pass rushing defensive tackle in football. <laughs> Malik, ja- Malik Jackson is underrated. He's not, he's not incredible like he was in Denver, but he's very, very good. I will see your Calais Campbell, and I will raise you a Demarcus Lawrence or a Khalil Mack. So Khalil Mack lines up on the outside, although he could line up at the defensive tackle position if he wanted to. Calais yep. Campbell lines up inside typically a little bit more, and in Dockway and Fowler. I hear you, but play you outside. called him a pass rusher. I don't care if he's playing defensive. I'm just tackle. talking about where he lines up. But I hear you. I agree with you. But I think that the game will be won and lost. We'll get to Jalen Ramsey, Tyreek Hill conversation in a second. The game will be won and lost in Jacksonville secondary. I want to know what Deshaun Gibson is going to do when he gets turned around, and I want to know what's going to happen when the depth of the Jaguars' defense shows. I want to see what... You keep talking about the depth. Yeah. Of, is someone hurt? I'm wondering how you think you can go into Kansas City and just utilize the 11 guys on your defense. So you expect them to be in heavy diamond nickel? I I expect them to be predominantly in nickel because I don't know if they're going to run Kareem Hunt 25 times a game on Sunday. I don't think you run at Jacksonville 25 times. I think you you try to beat them with as much motion as possible, especially when they're in man defense. Because if if Kansas City plays a, a man defense and Jacksonville... You're you're just to me. You're describing the way that Kansas City is going to beat you this week. I'm going to spread you out wide. I'm just put you in nickel. How I would. Well, I, I, yeah. I understand what you're saying. How right. you would play defense and how I'm countering it is right. perfect. Spread spread you out wide. Right. Go four wide receivers. Right. And run through the through the lanes. I'm not going to run through the uh, through the tackles. I'm going to run outside all the goddamn game. You want to go in nickel and dime against me? Yeah. Cool. Now you now you got to go in and put a linebacker in yeah. and try to stop the run over the top. I, I appreciate that Mahomes can do anything they, in I feel front like... of or behind the line of scrimmage. I know he can do anything. What I'm saying is that Jacksonville's defense, it will come down to how they figure out the motion pre-snap. That's all that will matter because that's what will beat them. It's not after the snap. It's before. Watch how that matchup yeah, will, yeah. Well, I'll be, works out. I'll, it's, I'll be watching that game. It's, it's, it's that's the be, game of the week. Yeah, it, I think that's that's the game of the week. There's there's no other real conversation. In um, my opinion. I feel like Casey. I feel like Casey. I'm taking Casey. I feel like they already faced their adversity for the first half of the season. Essentially, yep. um, they passed that test in Denver when they didn't have the greatest game going, and Pat Mahomes now he's got a comeback victory on the road on his resume. For the rookie year, so he is incredible. He is. Capable. I'm not he betting against him. You know what? A lot of it is is I watch them score six points against Tennessee, and I know that Kansas City's defense shouldn't even be mentioned in the same breath as Tennessee's. But I just you're not wrong. You're it's not gonna be. Wrong you know what? To worry. Is that you're okay? Is it a worry. game? Is it okay if you're down twenty eight twenty seven with two thirty on the clock? Whether you got three timeouts or none. Are you confident that if you have the ball last, you win? Yeah, but do you know why? It's because Kansas City's defense hasn't okay. played okay. well ever in the last now, four games. Now, flip side. You're up 28-27, 2.30 to go. Whether there's three timeouts or none, are you confident in getting the stop against Patrick Mahomes? 
Not from in Kansas City. Not from what I've seen. That's why I'm taking Kansas City. Not from what I've seen right up until this point. I think it I'm will. I'm not going to be a delusional fan and say there's not. I'm not going to do that. I, I think that there's. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep them at bay for 60 minutes. But I also think that from what I've seen from Bortles this year, that maybe if if Casey gets up 14 early, I don't think the game's necessarily over over where you probably think it is. You don't want to see your team go down early and have to watch Bortles come back. You want to see them go with a quick three and out, and you go score points, and then stop them again and change the and change their kind of momentum. Right? As we talk about this game, the Jacksonville Jaguars receivers, D.D. Westbrook, Caleb Cole, they believe Dante Moncrief as well. He's he's developing that they are far better they than should. Kansas City secondary. They should think going that. going into Sunday. And I believe personally that Bortles will prove that. And I Ooh. think that you could see 30 points so, in Kansas City. So do you think that Andy Reid is watching that New England film and going... Not going to do that? I, not no, gonna do no, that. no. I'm at, I think, go ahead. Let me see you do that again. Throw for 300. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I see. Okay, fair enough. Does he have that confidence in his defense? Like uh, from what he saw in that New England defense, he probably might have a little bit of delusion that my defense isn't as bad as that. I don't know what film. I, I hear you. I hear you. But they got a situational stop when it mattered in the fourth quarter on uh, Monday night. I know it was against Case Keenum. So Justin Houston against Josh Wells is going to be a matchup to watch because Houston is the wily old veteran, and Cam Robinson's backup is starting in Kansas City. I can hear Blake Bortles' cadence when they're at home. That's basically like any any quarterback at home. You're not hearing it this weekend. I'm very curious when Arrowhead is registering. You see, know, and that's to, another thing is I am I'm almost close to the Richter scale. See, it's more of a uh, and they don't have to pump crowd noise in <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> um, Just win, baby. The thing is, is that it's to me in my mind. It's more the crowd noise against Bortles at the line mm-hmm. than it is that front seven in the back. Oh, absolutely. Over under, for the, over under for the three Chiefs. false starts penalties for Jacksonville. Over under. <sighs> Did you say three or three and a half? Three. 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 Three point zero. Over. Oh, over three. I don't know. No, gonna... <laughs> no, no, you know what? See, I can't. No, see, and that's another reason why I'm boxing. We're, we're, we bet uh, OLG. So yep. we will be. I will be boxing that game this right. week. I will not be picking a winner, and I will not be picking a winner in the Minnesota Philadelphia game. Those, those are two those are my games. two boxes. Those this week. Are, I'm going to spend twenty dollars on a ticket instead of five. Stay away from. So we've talked sufficiently about our teams. An interesting matchup for a couple of reasons. And we I don't still know have matchups. If you agree, what do you think about the New York Jets and the Denver Broncos? Oh, it's kind of last game one o'clock we missed out on. What do you think? Because. I don't think Case Keenum has proven anything. You know what? But I think that that backfield looks... I think looks, he has to. But that backfield looks okay. Yeah, they're running the ball. They Royce are running Freeman the ball. And that, and that Lindsay, that local Colorado guy. They're third in the league right now. 148 a game running. And... Yeah, it's... The Jets' run defense right now is mediocre. At best. Denver's defense... They're middle of the pack. By all rights, should swallow Sam Darnold up. That defensive line should swallow him up like Jacksonville did. That's the matchup to beat. I agree. That's the matchup to beat. You are right. Can is it one of those games where the Broncos f- 
for like a fifth possession in a row in the first half were being asked to 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 keep them all, like to keep the points off the board and keep their team in it and then all of a sudden one one play is you know what I mean and all of a sudden then they're down ten nothing at halftime rather than it being a I know exactly three game or and, that's and, but Denver's offense is fickle though because uh, Emmanuel Sanders is almost the model of consistency and Demarius Thomas to me looks like Julius Thomas when he came to Jacksonville. Like where where's Demarius Thomas been? Yeah, he yeah, he's been on my bench in fantasy. Well, I know that much. But it's for obvious reasons. Yeah. I remember he, he was a first round pick. Yeah. A couple of years ago. When he had Peyton Manning throw him in the ball, of course. So Big I make difference. the Julius I make the Julius Thomas. I remember when Des exactly Bryant was the in. The, I remember when Des Bryant was in the league catching footballs. Oh, that was. I, I just think just get back on topic that Denver's offense is fickle. But I think that that backfield is developing into something really, really good. And if they're smart, they won't put the game on Case Keenum's shoulders. No, they won't. I think that they need to stick with running the, the football, and I'm taking Denver. See, I can't, even, I can't even talk about that game with any sort of intelligence because I, I don't have a gauge of what team is which. Like every, everybody and their mom was raving about... Darnold, after he dissected that terrible Lions team on the first game of the season, and then since then, he's lost three in a row, hasn't looked like a hasn't looked terrible, but he looks look, like a rookie like going a rookie. through Absolutely. natural rookie growing pains. Denver, I mean, they get their patented start at home twice to start the season and get a two point or a two win lead on the rest of everybody, like. Yep. Whether you, you know what I mean, and then they turn into this different team when they got to start going on the road, and then this season they lose last week, uh, an early a September home game. Yep. So now they're two and two instead of three and one, and now it's the real Denver Broncos are going to show up. I don't have but faith. I don't think it happens this week. Okay. I think they're good enough to beat the Jets. I yeah. But if they lose, I'm going to go see. That's the Broncos that can't play after September, and, and they're not consistent. and they're not in Denver anymore. They don't have the mile high advantage. I've been saving this matchup. This is the last matchup. You got another one? I got one for you, and I've been saving. Oh, it for Green you. Bay, Detroit. No, I mean, if we haven't done that one, then there's two. But I no, we talk did about talk about that one. Yeah, Baltimore, I, Cleveland. That's what I want to talk about because I, I, this is a barometer for Baker Mayfield because Baltimore's defense is very good. I'm picking Baltimore because I'm gonna. Uh, go. I'm encouraged okay. from what I've seen. From Flacco, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but he <laughs> looks like the best version of himself since winning that Super Bowl. But it's funny what happens if, when you when go you get out, a draft pick in the first round or as a how, quarterback, and then you go out in free agency and get not one but two receivers that can catch the football. Yeah, it's and funny. I don't. I'm not a fan of these sub in Lamar Jackson on second and goal to run it, and then he gets one yard. It's a tip of the cap. Everyone knows that he's th- like unless he starts throwing it over the top to a wide-open tight end, or they start doing some sort of different system for him when he goes in the game. It's terrible. I don't like I don't like Joe Flacco being on the field when Lamar Jackson is on the field. But Put I don't like him, him getting taken off considering how he's playing. Lamar Jackson should be the 11th man running the football because you have 11-on-11. 11 11. I understand okay. what you're saying. And there's the advantage there from an offensive perspective. I don't dispute that, but take... Joe Flacco off the field. Don't put him out wide. No, don't but I don't think they've done him. that. I bet you they've taken Flacco off the field more than putting him out wide when they bring Jackson in the game. Pre- to me, it's breaking... It's I understand that, but it's breaking up 
the continuity of their offense. It's killing the momentum. I watched it twice last week. You don't draft Lamar Jackson and not do that. You don't come back into the first round, pick up the best athlete, best offensive player. I agree with your They're continuity lucky. argument, but I think that that's what you do when you draft him. They're lucky that it hasn't hindered Flacco yet. Oh, Joe, people think that Joe Flacco, that they, they think that he's like a, a carbon copy of Eli Manning. I think that he's a hell of a lot tougher and a hell of a lot stronger of mind and will than being able to just go, oh, well, humbug, taking me out of the game. I don't think it's having that significant impact. I'm not saying it is either. I'm, I'm saying I'm shocked it hasn't. Okay. And if it, and if it does, okay. I won't be surprised at all. At all. I'm, I'm shocked that like, their defense is good enough for them to be the Baltimore Ravens that win games on defense. I mean... I and they're have, not. They're scoring points. I have taken, they're winning by two touchdowns. I've taken Baltimore this year more than I feel like I, I have in other years, and it's because of that defense. And it's because I think that Joe Flacco is a good enough veteran quarterback to lead that team now that he has John Brown and Michael Crabtree to throw the ball to. Alex Collins John is Brown. iffy. Yeah, hey, oh, I, know, I hear oh, you. It's just what? funny that that's the when guy he's that playing like, good football. I know, I hear you. Right? It's funny that that's the addition that made Flacco a little. The Crabtree and John Brown made Flacco keep his job. Is it peculiar? I, okay, so when they draft Des Bryant, when they draft, yeah, well, he said no, no, thank you, and yeah. sink bye bye bye. Fla- I don't know if Flacco will throw and would have thrown into the tight windows that he would have had to. Because Dez isn't beating coverage. No, have you seen John Brown catching the ball in, in tight coverage? That's yeah, it's it's fantastic how well he's. So playing. we differ quite a bit this week. It's, It'll be interesting to uh, to see the last segment, how it all pans out. In the last segment, I I like is a little one called armchair GM. I got a couple. I got a couple questions for you. What do you got? Not 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 too many actually, but the ones that I I do have I kind of like. Who do you think? Has more promise. Which quarterback has a more promising future? Pat Mahomes or Baker Mayfield? And why? Pat Mahomes. Is, is there even a question or in a conversation? No. no. No? Are we over-celebrating Patrick Mahomes? No. Okay. Uh, I'll is say- he a product of this West Coast Andy Reid hybrid system where he's the bit, perfect right? a little where bit he's right the now. perfect product in the perfect system and we might be not giving Maybe, that enough but credit? I don't, I don't care because on the flip side of it... Baker Mayfield's got to win despite Hugh Jackson. Does Pat Mahomes perform that well in any offense of the other 31 teams? Well, I don't know. Like That's a tough question, but I'm asking you, is he a product of his system and we're not acknowledging it enough? I, I ranked quarterbacks preseason mm-hmm. just for the hell of doing it. And I had Pat Mahomes as the second-ranked quarterback in that division before, before he, ever watching him play a national football game. He played in Week 17 and last week. He looked great. And I didn't, wa- I didn't watch it. But he looked great. I didn't see it, though. And he's your number two. He's my number two in that division. So you telling me there's only one person in yeah. that division. Phillip Rivers okay. is the only quarterback in that division that's better than Pat Mahomes. What Derek Carr had done up until that point is insufficient in your eyes. Oh my! Okay. Him All and Matt right. Stafford are the second and third highest ranked uh, paid quarterbacks in the league. Yes, they are. Do either one of them have a playoff win? I think this is the part in law and order where the defense rests. Right. That's a fair argument. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask you uh, something you might know a little bit about. And, and Matt, and for the record, Matt Stafford is leagues better than than Derek Carr, in my opinion. 
Okay, I'm gonna. And Matt Stafford might never win a playoff game. All right. Well, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and just like improv an armchair GM question. You're starting a football team tomorrow, and the only two guys along the wall are Derek Carr and Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. I just answered the question. But it's not even close, right? It's not. Even, I don't. I didn't even think about it. I don't even know the age difference in them. I don't know. I don't even like Matt Stafford, but I know that he's a good quarterback. Okay. I've seen. I've seen him do things. He's at the level where. Okay. He's. Calling a play and thinking pre-snap, I'm going to dip my shoulder a little bit when right. I turn my head left and pull this. He's at that level of quarterbacking. Where Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford? You're starting your team tomorrow. Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford? It's the last one of these questions. Oh, that's actually a tough one. Yeah. Because I know a guy that calls Matt Stafford the real Matty Ice, and I used to laugh at that. Uh, Matt you know Ryan's what? performed in the playoffs. Matt Ryan's been to the big Matt game. Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is you. better Thank than Matt Stafford. Okay, now I can move on. The Cowboys secondary. Um, after number thirty-eight, Jeff Heath. After him getting trucked by Carryon Johnson, there, there's no big deal, and you like him at his position. I don't. Well, what do you want me to do? Trade for Earl Thomas and put him out there on crutches? I mean, it's funny because the second part of my question is. Do you regret not trading for Earl Thomas? Given I tried what to happened? trade. I tried to trade for him. I regret that John Schneider is like. I regret that that it was all good just a week ago. I feel bad for Earl Thomas. I see. I kind of see, barely see both sides of the coin. With you sign the contract, play it out. But he, you probably overperformed for that contract and help you guys to a, a championship. There's plenty of players around the league that get extensions before their contracts up and get, you know, back end money essentially. Like, mm-hmm. and he was one of those guys that was deserving of that, and he got fucked. You, and that's you, why he flipped the bird to the sideline. You'll you probably say, regret that a little bit. You did call it, uh, insofar as Dallas acquiring Earl Thomas, and never mind the the PR him. He'll be in Dallas next year. And now it doesn't cost us a draft pick. We're on such the same page because I was going to say, never mind the PR stunt because he's got a roster spot yeah, next year. Yeah, he's in Dallas. Yeah, he's in Dallas he's, And it's And he's it costs him nothing. He's a cowboy next year. And if the rehab goes well, and then Jeff Heath, And then Jeff Heath is a rotational guy and can go, and go back to being a special team stud. Or be unemployed. Or, I, I, but right now, he's not the scapegoat plug that everyone on Twitter puts him out to be. I am by no means... One of those clowns yeah. that will say Jeff Heath is the GOAT. I despise you, Cowboy fans. I despise you. However, everyone can get shook on the sideline and get and get beat. I have a question. Is Byron Jones playing this year? Uh, is he playing this year? Yeah. He's currently the best cornerback in the league okay. by numbers. Okay. So if Byron Jones is playing this year, do you think he should play free safety? No. And they should He's a cornerback. I, Especially so in Chris Richard's system. A woozier and... Did you see him get picked on last week by Stafford didn't being work. in perfect and being in perfect didn't, position? Didn't work. Well, like I only asked you if Byron Jones is playing football because he is the only one on Dallas's defense that does his job every single snap. Demarcus Lawrence doesn't play for the Cowboys. Demarcus Lawrence is very very good. He's leading the league in sacks. Okay, he's very very good. Yep. But from a positional standpoint, yep. I have seen Byron Jones in position. Okay. Every single snap I haven't seen on Demarcus Lawrence get washed out of a play yet this year. 
I think that for a defensive tackle, it's, it's tough a to heck compare of a, lot a corner easier. and a DN. Thank you. It's a heck of a lot easier for somebody to use brute force to get their way and to make themselves look good sure. compared to when you're playing against a skilled receiver, especially with how sure. they call defensive holding, blah, 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 blah. So you do, you, you do not bench Heath. No. Final, final I answer. can't bench Heath. Perfect. Well, I'm not you putting Kavon, Kavon Frazier? What's I'm not putting Kavon okay. Frazier in. Perfect. It, see, the thing is, there might be more of a rotation. Okay. The snap snap count might go down a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not starting Kavon okay. when I already had to start him out of position and Heath out of position when Woods was injured the first two weeks of the season. Last time you're going to pretend to be Jerry Jones, uh, is Heath playing this week or is he still in concussion protocol? I don't know. Yeah, it's close. Uh, buying or selling, um, are the Bears a contender for the NFC North, yes or no? Well, they have to be just because of their record right now. But Is that I don't the only reason it. why you yeah, think they're they got a contender? Yeah, they got off to a hot start. And, okay, so then your answer and is no. Mac, and Mac has, has elevated everybody else on that defense. Mitchell's Can they sustain it? I don't think so. So then your answer has to be no, because to have a record going into Week 5 means absolutely nothing when there's still That's not true. So there's still so much football left, and you're playing against you don't Aaron Rodgers. You don't think that the 4-0 start for the Rams has already won them the division? In that division, you could argue absolutely, and I okay. would agree with that argument. In the NFC and North, in the NFC would, North, no. that they're... No. Not in the NFC North. No. The argument with the LA Rams is sound, but in the NFC North, it is absolutely wide open. I'll ask you again. It's are they not a- absolutely wide open. You don't. It's really. It's not absolutely wide open. There's because, one team that's eliminated from it. Okay, so Detroit can still win eight games. They still. I'm not saying not that, that, that they will. J- hey, I'm not saying that they will. But I'm saying that. Well, fuck. Minnesota- anything could happen. The Giants could go fucking 13-3. How about this They're one? They're 1-3 now. How about this one? The NFC North has four teams that could all win eight games this year. I disagree. Okay. You disagree, and I agree. So do you think that the Bears are a contender for the NFC North based on anything other than their record going into Week 5? Yeah, Khalil Mack. That's what I was trying to get to. And that's it. That's okay. it. Because yeah. I don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky. I don't believe in... That offense? I don't believe in it for 16 weeks. Yeah. I think they can figure out how to use like Jordan got, Howard okay, and Tariq Cohen. So the way the I teams think, break down right? film is four weeks. So even when you're in week 13, you're not looking back past week nine most of the time. Unless you it's need, a divisional unless matchup, it's a divisional matchup and, yeah, yeah, or yeah. there's a, strength, or a, sorry, a, a, a similarity in schedule. You saw them play against this team in week three. You're playing them. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You might look back that far. But for the most part, it's a four-week window. So that four-week window is now out there for the next four weeks opponents for yes. the Bears. Whereas, first four, they didn't really know what that Matt Nagy offense might look like. Honestly, Jerry, that's one of the best arguments that you could have made because it's so sound to not know what the unknown might be. Right. Because the first-year head coach, young quarterback, you don't know what to... I'm not betting that, against that Aaron Rodgers. That is an absolutely sound argument. So... But at the same time, I was okay. betting against Aaron Rodgers when I said Minnesota was going to win that division. Now... Minnesota's in the spot that I thought the Bears would be four weeks into the season. Because of the whole... P- and I the- don't feel 100% confident that Minnesota can dig themselves out of that hole to the point to win the division. They could get to a wild card spot. But you, you, I feel you're putting too much merit on the position and the standings going into week five. I, I agree that, that, going that by Chicago what I've seen. is where, Minnesota, where you think the Vikings should have been at this point. I agree there. But the whole film argument really makes me stop and think to say... Now that we've seen it, here's how we'll prepare. Yeah, beat us again. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very, very the thing interesting. That's, the other thing, too, is that the Packers already have 
the the first win week one against the Bears. So from, when they should when they should from a divisional win Bears should be undefeated right now. Absolutely, from a divisional win loss perspective, that's a huge W. Yeah, Bears should be it's, undefeated right now, and I think that they know that, and they're just I'm, I'm kind of worried about the Bears because I I don't like having to see the Bears win. I don't like their football team. Mm-hmm. I don't like Mitchell Trubisky. I don't like the look of them. I know you don't, but you're going to be made a believer because I, I think that they're playing good football. Um, last one, uh, divisional question. Is the AFC West wide open, or is it just the Chiefs' division to lose now? Well. Do you believe in Phillip Rivers and the LA Chargers mm, ma- making a move? To an extent. Do you believe? Because you don't believe they would open. normally be 1-3 and three or 0-4 at this point. Typically. And they're two and two, scraping together. So they got the a, they got a, yeah. you know what I mean. They got scraping, a little bit of a head start. I think Absolutely. we've said this before. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a believer, and I'm on the, I'm driving the Pat Mahomes bandwagon. So it's the Chiefs' division to lose. It is. Okay. It is. Yeah, I thought it was that way preseason, so I have to agree with well, it. Is four, when you put him as, no as the second passer, as the, your, your second best passer. Um, <laughs> Did you see that pass that he threw in warmups in Denver last last week? Not in warm ups. Someone joked, like it was the the whoever put it on Twitter, I can't remember, some Broncos sideline reporter or something. Mm-hmm. But the joke was Pat Mahomes casually throws the ball 135 yards in, in pregame. And I had to watch it three times in a row to see if he actually did or not. I know that sounds absurd, and I probably just lost us a listener too. But it remember that Michael Vick commercial when he was coming out of VT and that he threw he throws the ball out of the out of the stadium. Right. That's what that looked like. Wow. You literally lose track of the ball at one point, and it's a flick of the wrist. There's no run. He's standing there, and it's just hips and wrist. And he he had to have thrown it at least seventy five, at least. And it, it but it did look like it went end zone to end zone. I can't confirm nor deny it, and it definitely wasn't one hundred thirty five yards. But I had it. It was unbelievable. It was very uncle. Ex- it was very Uncle Rico ish. <laughs> it was, bro. Like he could have thrown it over them Denver mountains in the in, in Denver. He could sling a pigskin a quarter mile. He could, bro. Oh my gosh. Okay, oh. hold on. Before we get out of here, because we are gonna wrap it up. We've been going a little long. Um, just based on power rankings, the largest margin of ranking for a couple matchups this week. I got the first ranked Rams against the twenty second ranked uh, Seahawks. Rams are on the road, but I don't think it matters. Uh, New England was up against the 30th-ranked Colts, and they are ranked 8th. So that was another 22-ranking difference. They won by 14. That's a big jump. Yeah. Uh, Carolina has got a 23-ranking uh, advantage over the Giants. 5th place versus 28th in my power ranking. So I like Carolina at home off the bye. Yep. Uh, Tennessee, they are my seventh ranked team. That might be a little bit high, especially with the so. way New England's looking. But uh, I can only judge these teams off what they've shown me. So I got Tennessee ranked seventh, Buffalo ranked thirty first. So I expect Tennessee to go and do work in uh, Orchard Park this weekend. And the last one, and it's funny because you are on the Redskins, but. I've got the Redskins ranked as the 18th best team in the league, even though they are currently leading the NFC East division race at 2-1. and one. Coming off a bye, uh, I just can't see them beating the Saints. I got the Saints ranked third currently. That might be a little high based on their defense, but 
I'm convinced that uh, Drew Brees is going for his first MVP this year. So he dri- he distributes the football better than anybody. Those are my ever. four. Those are my four locks. I already got my first one. Uh, it was obviously last night's game, but uh, yeah, Rams, Panthers, Titans, Saints can't go wrong this weekend. Uh, I think we're gonna try to record a little earlier next week. We do Tuesday night. And uh, yeah, Tuesday night. So look. Uh, Look for the podcast on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, something else. One other thing. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Talking Pigskin Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Talking underscore Pigskin. Uh, leave a comment, five star review. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button, please. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, we'll check in on you soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Later.